then I wear a kippah or a hat, and I will say a bracha. Otherwise, if it's straight, I won't. I'm not going to be eating there totally. But there are people who, well, I don't want other people to see my resign, etc. That's been my philosophy. If I'm going to eat it, and I always wear something when I eat, and if I'm comfortable eating it, then I'm going to wear a kippah, period, or a hat, whatever. I went up to somebody in a restaurant that was was it a GA or something, and he was wearing a kippah. He was eating, you know, milks. But it was then I went up to him and I said, "Please take off your kippah because that gives the indication that this is kosher put on a regular cap." Normally I'll wear a hat sure, if I'm right there, but you know. I saw him here about 10 years later and he remembered it too. <laughs> it scarred him for life. <laughs> yes. He's now a Presbyterian. All right. <laughs> That one, that one, you were close enough. That probably got That's just what I want to be remembered for. <laughs> All right. Can you play that again? <laughs> yeah. If you get a benefit from salt water and you say a bracha because of that, why don't you say a bracha when you take medicine? Because you're not really eating medicine. Okay? Medicine, to a large extent, is not a satiating thing. Right? I mean, we've talked about what. So it all relates to a sense of. We talked about wine of being satiating, right? That would be the same thing. When you take medicine, there's a benefit to it, but it's not a food for you. It's, it's to, to cure an ill. Yeah, well, there is hana'a attached to it, or could be at least. Okay? But it's, but it's not a food stuff as such. Here they're talking the, the salt water is fruit stuff. And I think that's the difference. What if you're getting intravenous feeding? You're not eating it. You're not eating it. Okay, same. If you were, you know, I've never seen a chuva that I know of, but what happens if, you know, you're on a feeding tube? Yeah. Okay? I don't think you say a bracha. Okay, because you're not really, not real digestion in terms of the mouth, etc. Even though you're getting benefit. Even though you're getting benefit of it. Seems like it has to get through your mouth. Yeah, I, I think that, that's what I say. I've never seen a chuva on the feeding tube, but my presumption would be that there is no bracha attached to it. I mean, you know, you can always say something, thank God, you know, God gives you good things. But there's no, it's not a normal way of, of nutrition uh, in that kind of thing. And, and, and for sure of an intravenous, uh, that would be the case. I mean, because otherwise, you know, God forbid you have cancer and you're taking, you'd be saying a bracha all the time for those kind of things. And, and, I mean, you know, when you come down to it. So, so you're really looking at, I think, at a, a normal way of digestion and a satiation. Because we basically said, and therefore, it would be appropriate to say the blessing beforehand. And that, I think, would be the equivalent under those kind of conditions. Medicine is just medicine. You then go, and what is most of today, very often, what will it say about medicines? And eat something along with it. Yeah. Right? So it's clearly not something that you're eating under those kind of conditions. All right? Shall we go forward? Now we're going to get to, again, as usual in these crazy cases, odd cases of vegetables and things that they'll tell you, you'll tell you what you know, the uh, English translation is, but odds are we don't really know what they are. Kura. Okay, so first of all, let's figure out what kura is. 
All right. I don't really know what Kur is, but it's it it seems to be some. So if Rashi, uh, you know, they basically said that it's the rach shela dekel. It's the the soft part of the palm. And here he said something else. What says something else? Right. The krum is the is the outside, right? The, the, okay. Some sort of covering that was the soft part of the dekel. The dekel is the the, the palm tree. So see if you leave, look at Rashi. Sorry, shana fav gedelim when its leaves grow, the whole shana v'shana yearly. Kedera kol ailanot like all of the other trees. Hanosak v'shana zo in this year, rach the new part is always soft. V'nishne shniya mitkash um v'shana shniya mitkashala v'nasel eats. And the second year it already hardens and becomes part of the tree. So it's something a new growth, basically. To the dekel, to the um, uh, palm tree. Okay. Again, why is this a finished? You're going to eat it, presumably. It's not a finished product, right? It's part of the growth system. So, since it's part of the growth system, Rav Shmuel says Shakol Niyabidvaro. But according to Rav Yehuda, it's still ha- it's still growing in the ground. Presumably, it's good for you. It's not bad for you. You're going to get some benefit from it. And since it's growing in the ground, Borei Priyadama. Okay. So again, we've gone back to this this question. Rav Yehuda. Rav It's some sort of fruit. It's still growing. On that leaf, then therefore it's some sort of pre for a priadama. So full akshot means it's not finished yet. This is the soft part. Eventually it'll get hard, and that's when you would eat it. And since you would eat it then, you wouldn't say it on the the intermediate product, if you will. Okay, so this Rabud and Shmuel are Babylonian Amoraim. Disagree a good deal. Normally here at Rav Shmuel, but Rav Yehuda as well. Disagreement. Great respect for one another, as we'll see in just a moment. Shinana. Shinana seems to from Shinaim. Literally, as Rashi says, big teeth. But what it's supposed to be is sharpened teeth means you're very smart. This is a compliment from. Shmuel to Rav Yehuda. It's like, you know the old story. You're very smart, but you don't know what you're talking about. With all our, or, you know, I do this a lot too, I know, and with, and I, with all due respect, you know what's coming. You know, I think you're off your rocker. The Shanin, right. So it, it's a play on the words. The Shanin means to study, Mishnah. Okay? So, so you're brilliant. But, I could think exactly. I would think according to your shita, to your concept, to your way of thinking. Snon is radishes. Okay? I don't know. How many people have seen radishes grow? Okay, so you're going to tell us now what, what a radish looks like as it grows. Where does it grow? Okay, and how does it develop? Yeah, it's from a seed, it's small and soft, and then it becomes finished. Aha, 
Okay, so it's soft at the beginning and hardens over a period of time? Yeah. Well, hardens it, just a little bit. Okay, again, a leaf of a decal is not going to be very hard either. Okay, so they're setting up a comparison here. That snun, the radish grows in the same kind of way that this krum, the kora, kura works as well. He says, Kavatak mistabra. I could think really according to your concept that it will eventually become hard or harder. Eventually, yes, radish is pretty hard when finally when you finally take it and buy it from the right. And you say priadama on it, presumably even when it's soft. Okay, even when it's soft, if you're going to eat it. Again, I don't know taking it from the ground and eating it, whether that's good for you or not good for you, but again, it's borei priyadama, it's growing in the ground, it's clearly not shehako. Velohi. However, I mean, this is, this is what we call the stama, but it's seen as if Rav Shmuel is talking to you. I could think, according to your shita, that let's take the tsnun. And with the tsnun, you'd say borei priyadama. Therefore, with a kura, you would also say borei priyadama. But to tell you the truth, vilohi. That's not the case. Why? That's known. Nata'e anashe, that people plant. Adate, with kavana. Okay, purposefully, defulga, that they would take what's known as fulga, and Rashi says, to eat it when it's soft, and when it's soft, it's called fulga. It's not called snun, but it's called fulga. I have no clue what, what are they, how they translate that. They don't. Okay, good. <laughs> soft radish. Soft radish. Great. Okay, soft radish. I get, in other words, there's no English term. Mm-hmm. Right? So, but in Hebrew, which has enormous amount of terms for agricultural products at different stages, so people actually plant the radishes and do it purposely so that during the course of its growing season, they may go back and take them while they're soft. And that, that is called fulga. But there is nobody who's going to plant the, the dekel for the purpose of taking the kura. You're going to wait until it's all done because that's not the... And anyhow, you're dealing with leaves. What do you really want? You want the dates. That's the peri. That's the pre altogether. So, what they say is, the, the way the Talmud's working here is, I could have thought as such, according to your shita, but the tznun, that you say borei priyadama. But to tell you the truth, they're not equivalent. With the tznun, people plant it deliberately, so and they can eat the, the unfinished product. But with the tamar, with the dekel, nobody's going to plant it in order to eat the unfinished product. And therefore, they're not equivalent. And therefore, you don't necessarily have to say borei priyadama with regard to the kura. This is all what Shmuel says. In, in essence, the way the Talmud has set it up, it's all what Shmuel says. Okay. 
Is this Shmuel bringing the argument, yes. though? Yes. It's Shmuel said to talking to Rav Yehuda. Because he was the one who said. Uh, because he says, Jacob. Okay, meaning Thank it's you. not the finished product right. and everything. Right. Thank you. Okay. The whole. And in most cases, okay, the lonate anshe, that people don't plant adate for the soul, for the purpose, purposefully, for for a particular thing, the hachi, lomavachinale. In other words, if you're not planting something purposefully, and then you go take it, you don't necessarily have to say the bracha because it's not a finished product. You want to eat it? Okay, but it's not necessarily what you're looking for. So under those conditions, Shmuel conceivably is saying to Rav Yehuda, I, you're right, under some cases I can understand why you're thinking this way, but to be honest with you, lohi. That's not proper thinking. Because tznon, or the, the fulga, and the kura are not equivalent. And therefore, according to Shmuel, you say she'akol and not borei priyadama. Okay. Okay. Slough. Now let's do another one. What's a slough? Yeah. Uh, a slough is. Uh, I, I read the English. I don't even know what it is. A cape, caper, caper, caper bush. What's a caper bush? One that makes capers good. That's also helpful. Anybody know what a caper bush is? I have no clue. Yeah, it's something mixed up. It, right, it's not a made yeah, right. Capers you put in I know that, but do they grow on a tree? A bush. And it's analogous to Okay, that. so then... They're trying to draw nails. Right, they're correct. Okay. It grows on the coattail. Right, that, that's how slough. Good, so I, I've, seen, I've seen people literally when they go up to put their notes in, take a piece off and just... <laughs> the question is where they say a bracha, you know. Next time you guide in Jerusalem. <laughs> All right, Haray Slav, okay? Okay, that people actually plant for the purpose of eating its perot, for the purpose of eating its fruit, Utnan. All right. The, the problem, as I say, with this stuff is that it's it's technical agricultural language. The Almi name Nitzpa. Rashi says this is a kind of slough. Okay, it's a part. I'll take his word. The kind of different caper bushes. So the Nitzpa is one of them. The Alhayalin. That's clearly the leaves. The Alatmarot. Marot is okay. Presumably. Way rushed, the way it said is anafim tsi'irim. Okay? The young branches, the young leaves of the tamar, omer bore priya adama. Okay? For those things you say bore priya adama because they're, in a sense, I guess, growing. But, ala evyonot. Now the word is interesting. Evyon means poor. It means the, the bad fruit, I think, what it really means. The, the ungrown fruit. Okay, how do they translate it? 
Here it's what? The berry. Yeah. The berry. Both refer to a caper berry. Right. And okay. Yeah, but yeah. It, but the word avionot clearly means something that's not either fully developed or, or uh, a real delicacy, etc. Kafrisin. Kafrisin seems to be the cover uh, of the of the fruit. Okay. Kafrisin today is cypress. Kafrisin is cypress. Correct. Uh, I maybe because they have those things growing there. I don't know why they call so them. <laughs> I don't know. Having been to Cyprus, I didn't figure it out. So, so so utnan almine mitzpah alalin v'atmorot omer borei priya adama. But evyonot and kafrisin omer borei priha eats. And therefore, what seems to be the case is alalin alatmorot. You say what? Well, what does Shmuel say? Are these the equivalent, the slough, and the things that are not fully developed? Do you then say here? What about Shmuel who said that with regard to Kura, which seems to have the same properties, you say Okay, slav. Nate anashe again. Notim anashim. People plant adate deshuta in order to get whatever intermediate thing is, whatever period is, whatever pre. Okay, sprouts. Okay, whatever sprouts. They may be okay, but dikla, and the dekel again, the palm tree. Lo nate anshe adate dekura. Nobody is going to plant it for these young leaves which are soft. Meaning again, we go back to the same thing. They're not equivalent. Okay, so what have we done? We've tried to figure out with this argument between Rav Yehuda and Shmuel: Is there equivalent from something else? We tried first with the tznon. We tried with the tzalaf. And in each case we've said there's no equivalence. And we now what? Where are we? We're back to the argument of Rav Yehuda and Shmuel. Where Rav Yehuda says, and Shmuel says, and whatever concepts we've had which we thought could help us in the argumentation, we've basically seen they're not exactly equivalent. So the Talmud now comes back and says, to finish off the discussion, To praise. Where do you know lekales? Where do you know the word lekales? Very good. Where? Uvamakalot, right. Okay, if you're there early enough, after Shokhenad. Okay, all of those words. To praise. Okay, even though Shmuel praised Rav Yehuda, halachas according to Shmuel. So what, if you find this intermediate case, what's the halacha? Shakoni Yevidvaro. 
When would you say Borei Priyadama? The finished product. So, so if there were some kind of tree where you could eat the bark and the fruit, there would be a Dhamma on the bark and uh, on the fruit? I, I would, or, or, well, the question is the bark would it be Shakol or, or Borei Priyadama. Okay, so Shakol versus the, the dhamma, right. not, but not the, Right, it wouldn't be Borei Priyadama or Borei Priyadama for sure. Okay. Yeah, wouldn't be, right. Yeah, if you take the Salaf off the Kotel, the, the chief rabbi will be after you. It doesn't matter what bracha you say. <laughs> Keep the sar far away from me. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> if, you, if you have a maple tree and extract the maple syrup, uh-huh. one would plant a tree for that purpose, right? Correct. So it's glory for the eights. No, I think it's I think it's shakol. I think it's shakol. First of all, in most cases, what do you do with maple syrup? It's the current tafel. How many how many people actually eat maple syrup directly? I mean, so so I, I would think this, you know when you really come down to it, I think it's, it would be shakol. But but normally you would put it on pancakes or waffles, whatever you do. That they, again, the car and the tafel, that which is the, the major, would be over the pancakes. So you know. That's my grandson now. He's eating that stuff. So. Yes. May not be ripe, but it's a it's it's. The glory free adama, glory free ice, for sure, because it's a it's a the thing that's growing on the tree. Right. Right. Even though it's not a finished product, you, people will eat unripe things. Some people, you know, may not be good for you, but people do it without a doubt. I think it's interesting that the exception, as I read it, the Qur'an comes before the the standard. Yeah, that, that, don't, as, as opposed to that's, the, again, the standard is unusual. Normally, we don't have a halakha, right. right? For some reason, they seem to think that this section had to finish with it because he had praised Rav Yehuda and thinking, oh, it must be Shmuel's praising Rav But the exceptions are the normal part. Right. Okay, normal part. Rarely do we get an ahilchata, and the law is. We do sometimes, but if you look back at most of our discussions over these last, over the years, it doesn't usually end that way. It just ends somewhere. Here, this one actually ends, and I guess the, the you know the editors of the Talmud felt since he had praised Rav Yehuda so much, <coughs> you want to say he's right. He's Shina. He's a great scholar, but you know the halach is not going to him. You know, and we do know that you know. There are rules of when the halacha is between Rav and Shmuel. Mostly it's like Rav, but sometimes like Shmuel. I mean, we have those kind of general things too. Yes. So sugar cane or sugar is very Again, what normally the only time we would eat sugar qua sugar. Okay, most of the time sugar is an ingredient. But what about candy, which is almost all sugar? Chuckle. Mm-hmm. Candy is shako. Okay. Yeah. It's not because it's a it's a product that has been changed already. It's not the growing in the ground. It's been mixed with whatever. Well. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Anything else? Okay. So we will go on now to to learn a little bit of. We're going to pick up. Um, 
with these evyonot and the things. So let me explain a couple of things first before we go. Concept of orla. Orla comes from arel, which means circum- uncircumcised. Uncircumcised, okay? In Israel, you're not allowed to eat the trees, the fruit from the trees for three years. On the fourth year, it's known as Neta Rivai. And you would take the fruit up to Jerusalem, eat the fruit there, and then the fruit tree and its products, its produce, are available to you as whole. You can eat it. Now, in most cases, when you come down to it, most fruit-bearing trees don't produce fruit in the first few years anyhow. It takes a while for them to grow, etc. This was a way, meaning arel is an interesting word to use, or la, or la ultimately means it's not fit for eating. Uncircumcised, but it's not fit for eating. And only when you go through the fourth year of this concept does it then become permissible to you. Or la, as we'll see, there's a question, does it exist only in Eretz Yisrael, or does it also exist in Chutzala Eretz? Is it also with the trees that we grow? Here. And we'll see as well, what are the boundaries of Eretz Yisrael? Because that's a very tough question. Is it the real? Is it the ideal? Is it the biblical? Is it what you've cut, you know? Still an issue today, the boundaries, needless to say. And when you talk about it, okay? you talk about the land of Israel, you talk about the state of Israel, and as I said on, on, on Rosh Hashanah, it depends how you even want to deal with what's called the green line. Just by what you'd call it, says a great deal of how you, you see it and understand it. So nomenclature becomes very important, and we're going to deal with this concept of these things that grow from the fruit trees that are still orla. And is there any connection with the temple and whether the temple exists or not? No, officially Orla still exists. But again, when you come down to it, first three years a tree doesn't grow as it is anyhow. In the fourth year they don't eat the, the stuff. I mean, they didn't have to bring it to the temple, obviously. But Orla still officially exists in that realm. The, 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 you know, the, the end product, it does not exist with Because it was tied into the temple. They, again, any tree you plant, unless I'm wrong, does not give you fruit right away. It takes a while to grow. So for the first three years, etc. The fourth year, you don't necessarily eat it. By the fifth year, it's yours. So Orla is still, in a sense, but you don't take it up to Jerusalem, obviously, as the case may be. So what do they do with fruit? By the fourth year, in most cases, it's not eaten. They eat by the fifth year. Again, yeah, yeah, it falls. So, any of you have grown trees, how long does it take for peaches and, and, and everything else to grow? How many years? A few to say, to, I mean, I don't know exactly. I mean, not a part. But it doesn't grow right away. Huh? It takes a while for a tree to mature. Absolutely, absolutely. You, you don't plant a mature tree, right. You're planting seeds and everything else, and it's going to take a while until it brings forth fruit. So under those kind of conditions, you know, it's a normal part of the production line. So you give this, do you bring just a sample of the fourth year, or do you bring all of it? You didn't bring all of it, you brought a sample. Could you give this fruit to an angel, a guy? I don't know. I, I don't know how that answer quickly. 
Could it have been cleaned? Okay, I don't know the answer. Could it be cleaned? When by cleaned? Fallen fruit left for... Yeah, 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 yeah. That's novlot. It's called in different words. Right. In other words, that's the seventh year kind of concept. Yeah, I don't know about giving it to non-Jews. Okay, so that's the concept of orla. Now, orla is only with fruit-bearing trees. That's why it's going to matter to us. It's not with bushes. It's only with free. So the question is, is X a fruit-bearing tree? In which case I may have to say X bracha, or is X a non-fruit-bearing tree, and therefore orla wouldn't apply, and therefore a bracha would be different too. That's why it comes in here. Okay? All right. Now we're ready to talk. They teach this in agricultural school, like in Israel, when they're studying agriculture? I've never been in agricultural school. I don't know. <laughs> you know, there are rules. The most, not all of them apply. Some of them do apply. I don't know. I, mean, I can't tell you. Okay, let's go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, so we get, look, all of a sudden you get a slough. Okay, this caper bearing bush. Shall orla the chutzelards. It's the old klutz kasha. You want to, you know, create an issue with its far out possibilities? Here it is. That slough. We don't know if it's a fruit bearing tree or not. Orla. Presumably it may be. And it's Chutzlar, it's outside the land. What do they do? Zoreket Evyonot. We throw away the berries and we eat the Kafrisin, this cover over them. Okay? Because presumably, why? what, what does this tell us? Well, let's, let's figure out beforehand, you can do that. What does this tell us if we throw away Zoreket Evyonot? What does it tell us about this bush and locale? Because we're not allowed to eat yet. That's because it's still. And therefore, and therefore, it's a fruit-bearing tree, and it applies chutzalards. Yeah. And it applies chutzalards. So from that statement, you can infer that it's slough would have to be a fruit-bearing tree because Orla takes place Zoreket Evyonot, you can't eat them and in Chutzala Aretz, Orla applies that's what the statement seems to say to me just for the inference, right? And now, Lememra okay, that means they're not, you're yet concerned about the Chutzala Aretz, they will be but lememra that means ergo evyonot is a pre because I'm concerned as Fran said about orla and kafrisin is not a pre I can eat the kafrisin it's not part of it uraminhu uraminhu is again a terminus technicus it's a amoraic phrase of saying is that really the case I have another source which negates this previous source Al 
That was our source just above, right? Mm -hmm. And what does it what does it teach me? What's the problem? What's the problem? We call it a fruit. What what do we call a fruit? The kafri scene we call a fruit. Okay? Mm -hmm. We've seen that Zoreket Avyonot Velchelet Kafri Sin seems to be that the Avyonot are pre Kafri Sin or not. We have Uraminhu, we have another Aramaic, we have another source that says, we've just learned it above, that both the Avyonot and the Kafri Sin, you say Bore Priya Aits, therefore both of them are pre. Both of them are fruit. Can't be one or the other. It has to be one or the other. Right? Which one is it? Ah, now we're going to bring our old friend Rabbi Akiva. Okay? Hudamar, this is the reason or this is the, the background to what Rabbi Akiva said. Ditnan. <coughs> Okay. So we have, the, you can tell me right away that this is in Hebrew. So it's a Mishnaic source. It actually comes, we can look at the top of the page from Masrot. And basically says, Rabbi Yezer Omer Tzlaf, our old good old friend Tzlaf. Mitaser Timarot, you do a Maaser on the dates, the Evyonot and Kafrisin. If you do a Maaser and Tamarot, Evyonot and Kafrisin, it means they're all equivalent. The Tamar for sure is a peri, is a free is a fruit. Therefore, presumably Evyonot and Kafrisin are also fruit. Rabbi Akiva Omer Ein Mitaser Ela Evyonot Bilvad. That Kafrisin doesn't, Evyonot does, Evyonot is now a pre, and therefore it seems to be Amar Rav Yehuda Amar Rav has an earlier Tanaitic source following Rabbi Akiva, which says Zoreket Evyonot and Ocheleta Kafrisin. Everybody with me? Okay. Yes, I heard a no. One person. Well, okay. <laughs> so, they, what we had above is... You think I don't hear things, right? My wife says I don't hear things, but that's a different story. I, I won't, I'm on tape. I won't say anything. So, Reiketa so, Evyonot means that the Evyonot are, are fruit, Kafrisin aren't. They come back and say, well, wait a minute. We have a source which says the above that both of them you say bore priates they both are response is no no the source above really is like Rabbi Akiva Eliezer says you say all of them with regard to mitasrot they're all equivalent Rabbi Akiva says no 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 if yonot is pre and therefore you take a maser a tithe kafrisin isn't this source now says Amar Rav Yehuda Amar Rav gives them an earlier Tanaitic source of Rav Yekiva which allows them to say the Evyonot is fruit Kafrisin isn't mm. and that's where we're at right now
Okay, and is the halacha really according to Rabbi Akiva? This is now the Talmud coming back and, and raising the question if this is really the case. Okay, so now, now we're going to deal with the second part. Orla in Chutzlaretz. That's actually a discussion um, that, that we'll create, we'll do uh, next week already in, in some of the work. So it says, Iyamar Halachaka Rabbi Akiva, Have Amina again. I would have thought, Afilu Ba'aretz. It's got nothing to do with, why does it say above Chutzlaretz? No word is superfluous. If they bring this case of Tzlaf or La and Chutzlaretz, all three conditions must be meant for a reason. If we hold by Rabbi Akiva, I would think that why do I need Chutzel Aretz? In Aretz as well, in Israel as well, Orla applies to, to this way with Evyonot and Kafrisim. Ka Mashmalan, it teaches us, Kol HaMekel Ba'aretz, everybody who was lenient with regard to the land, means Orla and everything else, Halacha Kimoto Bechutzel Aretz. The law, the law, the law is according to him in Chutzal Aretz, Aval Ba'aretz Lo. Now this basically says, and this seems to be a principle from other places as well, that ultimately, if we hold that in in our, in, in in the in the land of Israel, you are mekil, you are lenient, it presumes that ultimately that you will also hold that way in Chutzla Aretz. Okay? But, the presumption is that normally you would be lenient in Chutzla Aretz and Lechumra stringent in Israel. Therefore, keep going and I'll come back. Okay, the Nema, Halachaka Rabbi Akiva, means in Chutzalaretz. Because that's what it's above, right? Orlan Chutzalaretz. Dekola Mekel Ba'aretz, Halachak Motoba So what they're basically saying here is if Rabbi Akiva, we don't know Rabbi, there's a line above that says, Slav Shal Orla Bechutzalaretz. That's what we're dealing with. We have now got the, the law is according to Rabbi Akiva, according to this concept. There's a problem though. Number one, where is Rav and Shmuel? Where is Rabbi Yehuda and Rav? Babylonia. Where is Rabbi Akiva? Israel. Okay. So, what is Rabbi Akiva making the law for? Is he making the law for Chutzala Aretz too? Or is he just saying it with regard to Aretz? He's sitting in the land. They're sitting in Babylonia. Maybe we have things that are equivalent, and maybe we're not, and we don't. And we have a principle, kol hamekel ba'aretz. All right, with regard to orla, okay, the law is according to him in chutzalaretz. If you normally the the again orla applies in aretz in the land of Israel, but if you're less stringent. If you're mekil, if you're lenient in 
in Aretz with regard to Orla, how much the more so would you be the same way in Chutzel Aretz? Because if it doesn't apply in, in Eretz Yisrael, it's not going to apply in Chutzel Aretz. Aval Ba'aretz, low. But with regard to the land itself, that's a different story. Because there you may think the Humrah. And therefore, Havayamina, I could have thought, Afilu Ba'aretz, that Rabbi Akiva holds Rav Tzlaf Shel Orla Ba'chutzel Ha'aretz and Aretz but we have the concept Kol Hamekel Ba'aretz if you're lenient in the land Halacha Kamoto Ba'chutzel Ha'aretz you follow the same reasoning in the Halacha in Chutzel Ha'aretz but Aretz no and therefore we don't know what Halacha we follow with Rabbi Akiva are we following law with Chutzel Ha'aretz are we following the law in Aretz? Okay? And therefore, we come back to Rav Yehuda Amar Rav. We thought we had them an equivalent following with regard to Rav Yekiva. Response is, we may not have. Because they're talking about Slav Shalor Chutzel Aretz. We don't know what Rav Yekiva is talking about. Is he talking Slav and, slav, and, and with regard to Aretz? Or La and Peri? or the Chutzarts. He's sitting in Israel. So I have a question of what he's really suggesting here. Therefore, if he says then, I would, again, I would have thought the same language. He holds with regard to the Chutzarts and everything else with regard to the, the Maser Ilan, the tree. Okay, the maser that comes, the tithing that comes from a tree, the fruit of the tree. The ba'aretz gufa de rabbanan. That in the land of Israel, all right, the 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 tree bearing, the fruit bearing tree is midir rabbanan from the rabbinic injunction. Aval. But orla in the land of Israel is from the Torah. The Torah already tells us that. Therefore, I might think that we might make a Gezerah with regard to Chutzelah and therefore, because it's not permitted in the land, we'll make a Gezerah, an injunction, outside the land, because what happens, and why do we make a Gezerah? lest you do something. So if you're sitting outside the land and you don't have to worry about Orla and you eat it and you go back into the land same year or the same concept and all of a sudden I say, well, I ate it. Chutzelars. Why shouldn't I be able to hear? Because say we put an injunction lest you make a mistake and since you can't eat it in Aretz let's also say in Chutzelars that's what it teaches us that the halacha is according to Rabbi Akiva we're going to deal with that we're going to deal specifically with Surya okay we'll deal with what Chutzalaretz is because that, that's going to be a, an important part no it's considered Aretz it's considered because that's a, that's a political thing uh, etc 
third century. Right? Yeah, I mean they'll they'll deal with actually with with Surya as as an example. Is it is it Aritz or Hutzal Aritz? As an example, and what is Suri at that point? Clearly, Golan and everything. I mean, I presume. Yeah. So this is a fence around the law. This is the equivalent of a fence around the law. Okay. All right. What we'll do? I'm sorry. Yeah. Quick question. What about the whole idea of uh, if you have a speka that's the rabbanan just being you know mechel? How does that flow into this? It, it, it may. It may. Okay. But because you have the Doraita concept as well, that's a tough one. And it, but you're that in Israel, but you don't have it outside. Correct, correct. Which is why we don't do our love. Thank you. All right, so I'll repeat this next time, just to go through. But, but yeah, I hope you understand at least, again, the, the way the Talmud's working is try to make equivalents from earlier sources and to try to understand it. Not always possible, and that's where they stop. Okay? Thank you. We'll see you next time.